Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVV Radio in Las Vegas, Real Talk 93.3, The Voice of Freedom in St. Louis, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. We tackle the toxins that we're surrounded with so much on this show. You know, it's a passion of mine, clean living. And a lot of that, um, you know, talk is about food and the different things that we're putting in our body. But what about the things that we're putting in our environments and surrounding ourselves with, you know, your flooring in your household, uh, your walls, the paint on those walls, the uh, fabrics, the blankets, you name it. There's so much more uh, that we can go in depth in this conversation. So whether you're like me and you're building a house right now and you want to be a clean living conscience when you're doing so, or you're doing a remodel or you want to make subtle changes um, little by little, we are excited today to have green design expert Andy Pace of the Green Design Center on to take to talk about all of these various things. And of course, I want to give that message of grace before we dive into this that, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. This is not a doom and gloom episode that you're just surrounded by chemicals and everything is horrible. No, this is to educate you to faithfully pursue freedom little by little, making tiny changes as you go along and arming yourself with the information. So we're going to dive in with Andy Pace of the Green Design Center here today on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. This episode is brought to you by The Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. For 10% off, use code WETHEPATRIOTS at carnivorebar.com. That's WETHEPATRIOTS with an S at carnivorebar.com for 10% off. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Andy, hello and welcome into the show. Thank you so much, Taryn. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. You know, it's so fun because as I was prepping for this show, I was actually looking back to a show that I did with Sally Fallon Morell of the Weston A. Price Foundation, and we talked about endocrine disruptors, much of that having to do with our food and things like sunscreen and, and various things like that. And, you know, I looked at it and I'll bring that graphic up. Um, and I was seeing so many things that had to do with the home, wall to wall carpet linoleum, scented detergents and candles, uh, you know, liquid laundry detergent, things, treated fabrics, things like this that all might be found in the home. And I thought, wow, we really need to talk about what we're surrounding ourselves with in um, our home, which is so important to all of us. It's very important. I think that you have to look at, and, and of course, your intro actually was perfect because 
this is not something where you want to get stuck down this rabbit hole and you'd never be able to make a decision about what you use in your homes and on your person. It's about making small incremental changes as it makes sense. But in this day and age with technology and the way manu manufacturers are, ma are making these materials to be uh, longer lasting, easier to use, so on and so forth, they're also utilizing chemistry that may not necessarily have a healthy effect on or in the human body. So it's a matter of making these small changes in your life, taking these things out of the equation so you don't end up with this chemical soup inside of the home. Yeah, I think it's so important. And some people are more uh, sensitive than others to, to various things, whether it's, you know, scented candles and detergents or the paint on their walls or even EMF frequencies. I know, um, you know, us, my family, ourselves, we're looking at, you know, how do we have a little to no wireless home, meaning we have, you know, direct plugins in our in our house for Ethernet cables. So we're not bombarded with Wi-Fi all the time. Are we sensitive to Wi-Fi? Not that I know of, but our, our children are little and we have seen short-term studies about what that can do to the brain. But all that to say that, you know, you might want to pick and choose depending on your sensitivities to certain things. But at the end of the day, long-term, we don't really know what's going, how these things will affect you. That's correct. And so it's about, again, making incremental changes and not, uh, not striving for perfection. It's impossible to build or live in the perfect healthy home. I've been at this for over 30 years, and I can tell you that you will drive yourself to the poor house or the nut house, one of the two, trying to make all these decisions. So you just do what you can and understand that every little step is an improvement. So the idea of eliminating Wi-Fi within the home, even if you're not sensitive, you're, you're at least eliminating that part of the equation to make the overall load easier for us and we we do know that people who have electromagnetic sensitivities also have a tendency to have sensitivities to mold and to chemical exposure this is something that we've learned now over the last few years and they all sort of exacerbate the symptoms uh and so again reducing the overall load makes the biggest improvement now that makes so much sense and it's uh, really key that connection there that you just put together between how some sensitivities play into others and the research behind that, that people themselves can go out and look into as well. I also love what you said there about um, how you just have to give yourself grace because you can, <laughs> you can break the bank and drive yourself crazy at the same time. Because honestly, I have found myself in our journey. We moved across country from Florida where my husband and our family and I were to back home to our family's farm to set up a homestead in the St. Louis area. And um, during this process, as we've been setting up our home, I have been driving myself a little bit crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at insulation and I'm thinking, okay, I want to get something that's, that's, um, you know, healthier, like wool or, or something like that. But then I'm like, okay, we can't really afford to do that. So what do I do? And I'm just looking at all these websites, including yours, which has been a great resource. And, um, you know, ultimately you have to decide how you can come to that middle ground of what you can afford and what you can do, like maybe just trying to reduce some of the chemicals that are that are in the insulation rather than completely going, you know, doing a 180 or something like that, just various things like that. And understanding that while the insulation material that you choose is important, 
it's certainly not the biggest issue to worry about inside of your home. Ninety percent of the toxicity issues from the what's called off-gassing of chemicals will actually that you that you're exposed to inside of the home will actually come from the things you see and touch on a daily basis. That would be your flooring choice, your wall finishes, your cabinetry and woodwork, and then your own personal furnishings, your furniture, your window treatments, area rugs, things of that nature. Insulation, while it's very important, it's not as important to the health of the occupant as many other things. And so that that's the thing. Don't sweat the things like that. Um, unless you are somebody who, and I have clients like this, who are literally the, the boy in the plastic bubble and, and the exposure to anything can cause severe, severe reactions. I don't concern myself about these things because we need to spend time on the other items that will actually make a better and bigger impact. I'm glad that you bring that up. And, um, you know, flooring, you're seeing more options of, you know, what they call organic flooring um, nowadays, which I think is is great. And I think people understand the concept of paint, you know, being could be, you know, when you open up a can of paint, it smells and it's bad and you don't like the smell of it because you understand there's chemicals and things like that. But there's this whole um, realm of VOCs that and no and non VOC paint, low VOC paint right. that has popped up kind of help people navigate real quick um, before we had to break that concept of VOCs. Right. So this actually dates back to the mid 1990s when the VOC regulations were first put in place. It has to do with outdoor air pollution, reducing and eliminating the chemicals that come from materials that we use like paints and coatings that could rise to the atmosphere and create low level smog inside of your home. That's not nearly as important as what those ingredients are made from, whether they're toxins or not. So I look at materials not necessarily on the VOC levels, but on the toxicity levels. And that's where you have to be concerned because even zero VOC paints can still be very, very dangerous for the occupants. Oh, that is key. That is huge. And, you know, that's why I have been looking into mineral paints, for example, um, for people out there that have not heard that, you know, check out, check out the Green Design Center where you have kind paints on there and, and various things for people to look into. But the ingredients, that's really, um, that's really great that you bring that up because I was very fixated on the VOCs there for a bit. Well, and again, I think people get fixated on those items that the manufacturers like to promote. Yeah. And we have to look at the reason why they're being made to make these materials. And it and most often has nothing to do with human health concerns. It has to do with uh, environmental considerations, uh, worldwide environmental issues that really have nothing to do with our own personal human health. Oh, that's so key and very well said. So we will join uh, Andy back in just a moment on the other side of the break. And we're going to talk about how you became a green design expert and your journey to this. And then, of course, we'll circle back to some more very interesting and educational tidbits here in just a moment on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. But first, as we head into the holidays, you know that we are partners with the wellness company and they want us to let you know about their medical emergency kits as a Christmas gift idea. That's right. You can join awake doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough, who started the wellness company to build a parallel system, bringing desperately needed change to healthcare by gifting wellness. The wellness company's medical emergency kit has eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in times of need. Emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics to keep you and your family safe. 
The kit also includes a comprehensive guidebook so you never have to guess how much to take or when to take it. Head to twc.health slash WTPUSA and use code WTPUSA to save 10% at checkout. That's twc.health slash WTPUSA, code WTPUSA for 10% at checkout. And welcome back into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. We have Andy Pace, green design expert. Andy, I feel like everyone that I talk to on the show, that part of their journey has led them to, um, whether it's medical freedom or the the wellness community or, or what have you, what was your path into becoming a green design expert? Did you have that, that breakdown moment that led you to this? I did. And so it, it dates back to the early 1990s. I was working with my family. Uh, we've owned a commercial construction supply and architectural um, and construction and architecture uh, that dates back to the 1930s. And so I started working with the family business a few years after I started. We were working on a project where the coating being applied to the concrete was a water-based epoxy. And we all thought water-based meant that it was safe. Well, after three of our own workers were rushed to the hospital because of inhalation complications, they literally couldn't breathe in the space. Uh, I stopped the job. We we halted the project for a couple of weeks while we found a solution for this. We found a very small company in California called American Formulating and Manufacturing, and they made what's called toxin-free, healthier paints and coatings. Now, the the green industry really hadn't even begun. This is the early 1990s. The United States Green Building Council wasn't formed until 1994, 95. And when that formed, it was all about energy efficiency and global environmental concerns, completely avoided the discussion of human health. So imagine back in the 90s, when this whole green building push started, the entire focus was on energy efficiency and outdoor air pollution regulations had, uh, had absolutely nothing to do with human health. So during this time, when people started buying green and eco-friendly building materials, I believe they thought that automatically meant it was safe for them and their family, but it wasn't. It was better for the environment according to the regulations, but it had nothing to do with human health. So we started a company at that point selling what we called common sense, healthy building materials. And we've been at it ever since. Um, I haven't looked back. And even to this day, we have to have these types of conversations that tell people that just because there's an, a regulation by the government, you know, the EPA is not the human protection agency. They're the environmental protection agency. They could care less about the human occupants. That's where we step in. That, that's exactly why we're here to make sure our customers are making the right decisions for them and their family. I think that's so great because we're, um, we are attuned to that term greenwashing and we know that it happens with our groceries and you know i'm glad you bring up the epa i had berkey water filters on um a couple weeks ago um, a couple months ago now i should say and you know they're talking about how the epa is coming after them and it obviously had nothing to do with human health because they're one of the best water filters um on the market and um so i think that it's really important what are some ways that we can have that common sense approach and navigate these greenwashing and these, um, it's very much a marketing tool uh, at the same time as it is, you know, 
playing into the environmental, um, you know, climate change uh, scenario and, and agenda as well. So how do we actually know what we're getting or in some instances when we're paying more for something because we think it's healthier? Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to, you know, watching shows like this and learning about the alternatives that are out there. We have to stop just believing what the what the companies say because we all know that a manufacturer is going to put something on the label based upon how they know it, it tested and, and how customers respond to it so when they say they say things like green or eco-friendly or air safe they're really not saying anything that makes any sense realistically it's all about how you feel when you're buying the product right mm -hmm. uh, so i i actually look at uh, recommendations from family and friends uh i i will listen to shows that are focused on actual human health issues and not necessarily environmental issues. And I'll, and I'll state this, there's absolutely nothing wrong for a person to strive for better outdoor air quality uh, or better water quality. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We all want that, of course. What we don't want to do, though, is buy something thinking we're get, getting one thing and ultimately, it's making things worse. And I'll give you an example. We were talking about paint before. Most paints on the market today that are classified as zero VOC still contain what are called unre unregulated chemicals that will off-gas anywhere from two and a half to four and a half years that might be just as dangerous or more dangerous to humans than what they've supposedly taken out. So we've got to be a little more aware of what we're buying and don't just believe the hype of the marketing. Yeah, I, it's so key. It's and it's so hard. It's so hard. It can be really overwhelming. You feel like um, you can't trust any anyone's labels, and that you have to be a chemist to read these labels and to understand um, what's on them and and what you should be watching out for. So, what are some of these chemicals that are just literally should be a no go if you can help it? Number one would be formaldehyde. Uh, I think that, um, you know, we all know what formaldehyde is probably because of um, grade school or high school biology class. When you did any dissection of, of things, it was, uh, you know, in, in formaldehyde, we know how dangerous it is. Matter of fact, it's classified as a carcinogen. Yet we find it in everything from uh, carpeting to draperies to plywood and flooring materials, cabinetry. This can off-gas from a surface for the lifespan of the material. And while there are regulations out there uh, dealing with levels of formaldehyde based upon what the material is, what nobody takes into account is what happens when they all combine in a house. Mm -hmm. You know, the average home has any, anywhere between 10 to 15,000 chemicals in it just from the building process. And then you couple that with somebody walking in with freshly dry cleaned clothes or somebody who just walked through um, a cigarette smoke and brought another 2,000 chemicals in the house. All these things can combine and we don't really know what they're doing to the human body. And based upon what the EPA has, has approved, there are something like 90,000 chemicals approved for the use of uh, making building materials and, and household goods. Yet we only know the toxicological effects of about 3%. We have no idea what the other 80-some thousand chemicals are doing to the human body. And so, not to scare people, 
it's not about reducing or eliminating completely. It's just about reducing, making smarter choices on some of the things that would have the biggest impact. Again, flooring materials, wall coverings, things with large areas in your home. And, you know, you, you should be able to, like, let's say you're redoing your flooring. Um, you should be able to look at the ingredients in that flooring and see if formaldehyde is one of them. Well, you should be able to, but you know, this is another thing that manufacturers are not forced to put their ingredients. Yeah. Uh, they produce what's called a safety data sheet, which on that safety data sheet, it only has to tell uh, emergency responders and spill cleanup companies how to take care of themselves in those situations. But inside of our home, these safety data sheets do us no good. So we have to rely on uh, recommendations from family and friends. We have to re rely on listening to shows like this and other podcasts that deal with uh, these types of, of topics. Um, and then some manufacturers are starting to produce what's called a uh, health declaration label or a declare label, actually giving us the ingredients. But most manufacturers don't want to divulge these uh, these secrets that they have in their pr proprietary blends. And so you have to try to trust the source. And, and that's, that is difficult if you don't know the industry that you're looking into. Absolutely. Well, thank you for those insights. We'll talk more here with green design expert Andy Pace on the other side of the break. We want to encourage all of you to head over to shotdead.org. Our brand new film has been released for all to see for free on demand. And the core of this film is is really about the kids. Here we have a quote from Ernest Ramirez who lost his 16 year old son five days after the COVID shot. He says, you need to stand up for the kids because it takes everyone. And it really is taking everyone to get this film out to the masses. It's gotten rave reviews by the likes of Megan Kelly, Steve Dace, Mike Adams, and so on and so forth. But yet we have been censored. We've been taken down off YouTube, uh, shadow banned on various social media, and including Rumble, who's been pushing us down in um, the viewership. So if you can just text someone right now, shotdead.org, tell them to watch it. That will help our mission tremendously. Welcome back into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. We have Andy Pace, green design expert of the Green Design Center, joining us, talking about all the things in our homes and how to navigate the, the marketing ploys and various things that are on these labels and to truly understand what you have in your home and giving yourself grace as you move through this journey and this process. Andy, you mentioned um, something at the beginning that I thought was really interesting, our cabinets, because it's something that you wouldn't even think of, right? Kitchen cabinets, many people have them made out of wood. You think wood is a good natural resource. Um, what is it about kitchen cabinets that people need to be looking out for? So with cabinetry, most cabinetry is going to be made with uh, plywood or medium density fiberboard and then laminated with a wood veneer and then finished of some sort, stains, a clear coat or a paint. The plywood itself or the base material could contain urea formaldehyde, which is the type of formaldehyde we're most concerned about. There's urea and there's phenol formaldehyde. Phenol formaldehyde is what they use in exterior grade materials because it's more moisture resistant. Inside, they'll use urea formaldehyde, which is less moisture resistant, but less expensive and also 
much more dangerous for us. And so in cabinetry, we're looking for formaldehyde-free base materials. And then we're also looking for finishes that are either formaldehyde-free or they are uh, extremely low in emissions. Hard to tell sometimes just by looking at the literature. If the manufacturer does not point out that these, these products are in use, low or zero formaldehyde, low emissions, then they probably don't go to that length. So this is something where looking at the literature might actually give you some information. Understand that with kitchen cabinetry, every morning when you wake up and you want to go out into the kitchen to make a cup of coffee and you open up that kitchen door, you get wafted in the face with the odor of the cabinets. And that can take 30, 40, 50 years to go away. And so for those of my clients who are extremely sensitive, maybe they have um, a depressed immune system because of cancer treatments or other types of medical issues, this is much more important for them. And so this is not something that I tell everybody right now, get rid of your cabinets and get something safer. With most people, it's not that big of an issue, but it certainly adds to that chemical soup inside of our home. Absolutely. And I think that's so key. I mean, we see that um, that we don't know the effects of the compilations of various chemicals in the medical industry as well. You know, they don't, uh, you know, study how all these various medications or whatnot when combined, what that toxicity is. It's very similar to in the home. To me, it seems very um, similar to all of that. What are some other things that people might not be thinking of kitchen cabinets was definitely not one that I was thinking about in my home. What are some other things that people might not think about? One of the most important things to think about when either building or trying to fix up a home to make it healthier is the air quality itself uh, based upon humidity levels in your house, uh, as well as the air purification system that you may incorporate into your heating and ventilating system. Understand that uh, mold growth is more likely to occur inside of a home if your average relative humidity is above 50%. And it's not only additional, uh, the, the possibility of mold growth, but it's also additional chemical off-gassing. As moisture comes out of a surface in a higher humidity situation, it'll also carry with it the chemical footprint of where it was. So we have a higher degree of chemical off-gassing. We have a higher propensity for mold growth. So if we can lower the humidity in the home through use of dehumidification and air movement, that actually ultimately makes a healthier space. And this is something that we have seen quite a bit in the last couple of years due to the pandemic, people being in their homes more often, we're doing you know, work at the kitchen counter, the kids are doing schoolwork, everybody's living inside of the home at the same time, and we just have more exposure to these things inside of the home now. And so it's becoming top of mind. And so while mold problems in a home have always existed in the last couple of years, the, uh, the amount of people discussing this has just completely exploded. And I think that mold is definitely becoming the uh, this generation's asbestos or lead scare. Yeah, I've actually had many people organically bring up on the show the topic of mold. Um, you know, whether people have taught, they have felt like mold has been on the rise um, for various reasons. And, you know, things like coffee um, containing mold, if you buy 
store uh, on the off the shelf coffee and not getting freshly roasted, things like that, and how mold seems to be on the rise um, with those scenarios. I grew up in the Midwest. And so everybody that I know had dehumidifiers all over their house, especially during the summer months. Is that mm -hmm. going to help um, mitigate that issue enough? It is. It certainly helps. Whether it helps enough, it's hard to say for sure. Uh, but this is where you know, going to a hardware store and getting a $15 digital hydrometer to test your, your humidity is very, very helpful because you could save yourself thousands of dollars in remediation costs just by lowering the humidity now so that mold doesn't become a problem. You're right. Mold is everywhere. Mold is outside all the time. And we bring that into the home on our on our clothing, on our shoes. Um, so one of the the quick tips is take your shoes off at the door because everything you've walked on probably contains some mold spores. We're carrying that into our home. So reducing humidity, reducing the, the dirt and dust brought in from outside will reduce the possibility of mold exposure. And we're finding that mold uh, exposure or um, mold-related health issues are very, very similar to chemical-related health issues and, and EMFs as we talked about earlier. And so again, reducing the overall load between those three items is is a key. Yeah, I, I just am reminded of my mother or my grandmother telling me to take my shoes off at the door, you know, as I come into the house. Uh, that's another very Midwestern thing that people right. do. <laughs> even if you, even if you're a guest in someone's home, um, you take your shoes off at the door. A lot of people do. It's just kind of right. a habit. Uh, you mentioned air quality, which was another thing, you know, that came up a lot during COVID. Is you know whether it's a home or a business or a school putting in air filter filtration systems and clean air filtration systems. Are, do those help in the home? And how do you figure out what is right for your house? So quick and easy answer is yes, they do help. But you certainly have to make sure you're choosing the right uh, product for the right situation. So one of the easiest things we can do inside of a home to make it cleaner is to put in some type of air purification. If you have a home that has a what's called a forced air system, it's very simple to install a whole house air purification system uh, integral with that. And that makes sure that all the air in the home that eventually comes back to be reheated or recooled will go through that purification system. Sometimes this is not possible. Maybe it's a hydronic heat system or electric heat. Maybe you're renting and you don't have access to the equipment. This is where we want to use a portable air purifier. In these situations, it's always most important to use that air purifier in the bedroom. Now, of everything that I talk about, one thing that is always going to be constant is the bedroom needs to be the most important room of the house, the cleanest room of the house, because we're trying to get at least six to eight hours of restorative sleep every night. It's very difficult for us to stay in that REM sleeping cycle if we're being um, bothered, essentially, the noise of uh, inhaling and absorbing chemicals or the... Um, uh, the the wavelengths of electromagnetic fields. Both of those can have a, a serious effect on how we sleep. So we want to make sure those rooms are the safest. Yeah, I think, you know, we'll tackle that little by little because I do think it's really important. And I would love to first talk about the those, uh, you know, those EMS, those electromagnetic frequencies you mentioned, because that's one thing that we did a couple years ago was put in an on-off switch for our router at night to turn it off. Is that basically what you're hinting at with that? Yeah, that's uh, one of the, the, the good ways to do it. 
Uh, and uh, other ways depends on, again, where you live. Uh, if you are within a, a very urban community, it's kind of hard to, you can't mm -hmm. turn everybody else's off. Yeah. So maybe you incorporate some type of a shielding material on the inside of the bedroom walls or above the bed, a canopy to block those waves. Uh, there are two main waves that we are inundated with every day. One would be a traditional electromagnetic field coming from wiring or appliances. Uh, and those don't travel very far, um, you know, 36 inches or so. But then there's the waves coming from microwaves. Wi-Fi and, and cell, and those can travel for miles. And so you have to weigh your quality of life. Do you need access to cell service 24-7? Can you uh, eliminate that at night um, and still be okay? Sometimes you have to take a step backwards and take two steps forward. So maybe at night you have to eliminate the, the cell service and, and uh, have to opt for the original types of wired phone systems. Uh, but again, ultimately those would be safer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, that's another thing. I turn my phone on airplane mode um, at night to, to turn off the cell signal um, as well, or put it in another room. Um, that's yeah. a, a little bit of a help um, as you go to sleep. And real quick, before we go to break, and we'll talk more about the bedroom on that, you mentioned microwaves. Um, should we get rid of our microwave in our house? Uh, you know, I, I personally like the, the air fryers. I think they're a lot safer, but honestly, I don't think we'll ever get rid of microwaves, but if you're going to design and build a new home, maybe put it in the pantry somewhere. It's not going to be as close to the occupants, uh, and use it minimally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like a steam, um, a steam, steam oven heater. Or, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. And, oh, that's so interesting. You brought up the air fryer. Those don't emit any EMFs. Uh, from electricity, yes, but not like the microwaves do. Oh, that's so interesting. I have one of those, but I didn't really know how, you know, uh, EMF friendly or safe that was. So right. very interesting. Okay, we'll talk more about what you can do to make your bedroom one of the safest places, chemical and toxin-wise, in your house in just a moment on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. I want to invite all of you guys to join my newsletter community. You can head over to TarynGregson.com, uh, go to newsletter, and you can join our Faithful Freedom community. And if you join this movement and for free sign up, put your email in there, you will get our aluminum fluoride, HPV, and MMR resource guides sent directly to your inbox for free. And you'll get, you know, my weekly clean living tips sent directly uh, to your inbox. You will also, you know, see personal up-to-date, um, you know, things that me and my family are doing to try to have that clean living lifestyle. And we will send you so many more resources about these web, about these um, episodes here on Faithful Freedom and so much more. It is just a fun community to be a part of TarynGregson.com slash newsletter. And we welcome back into the show Andy Pace of the Green Design Center. He's a green design expert, and I have just been so blessed by this interview. It's just been um, incredible, Andy, the, the tidbits of knowledge that you have talked about. And I want to continue to break down um, the bedroom, um, whether it's the, the master suite for the, the parents or the kids' bedrooms, what have you, how this is just really important to try to mitigate the toxins um, or, you know, the environmental hazards in those. Because like you said, you're spending, you know, hopefully eight hours or so at night in your bedroom. And, 
you know, one thing too is you're spending a lot of time on that mattress is um, our mattresses something that we need to be looking into and how do we navigate that purchase um, when we go to do that? Yeah, without a doubt, mattresses and bedding can be a, an absolute enormous source of pollutants inside the bedroom. And imagine we are up against that and absorbing that throughout the night. And so not only is it affecting us internally, but it's also affecting our level of sleep. I would say it's just as important for both children and adults uh, to uh, eliminate or reduce the exposure. So what we're looking for here would be um, mattresses and bedding that are either uh, manu manufactured from certified organic materials like cotton and wool or latex, natural latex, that this way in the in the certification process of these organic materials, they're telling us they're not using pesticides in the manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So pesticides can, can linger in these materials for decades. Wow. We're also looking for mattresses specifically that don't use chemical flame retardants. They'll use, uh, the healthier ones will use things like uh, boric acid or borates, which is a natural mineral that is flame resistant. It'll meet the requirements, but it's not the chemical, uh, synthetic chemical additives that a lot of manufacturers use. And then again, we're also looking for recommendations from family and friends who may have gone down this road before, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Now mm -hmm. on our website, we certainly have some examples of these, but this is not the end all be all list of what's out there is safe. There are plenty of manufacturers out there that make safe, healthy mattresses and bedding just a matter of again looking at the labels and then asking questions there's no there's no harm in asking questions and i think this is where people get caught up in because they don't want to be that customer that customer who's asking all these questions about their products well you know what it's a very important purchase matches are expensive and they last a long time so we want to make sure we're buying something that's worth what we're spending and is not going to harm us in the future so i definitely recommend wherever you're buying it from ask questions, find out exactly how it's made and what it's made from. I know. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we lived in a world where we could actually walk in into a mattress store and try it out and know that, you know, it's free of chemicals and things like that, but we've got to do our own research. And so many people nowadays buy mattresses off the internet without even yes. trying them or anything anyway. So um, okay. I, it really does open us up to a whole new possibility of getting something that doesn't have all these chemicals. Mm -hmm. Can we trust when we're buying things like sheets, um, the organic label that we're seeing on them? If it's a third party certification, yes. Okay. Uh, the third party certif certifications are very trustworthy, provided that it's not a third party certification or a third party that was created by the manufacturer themselves. I'll give you an example. In the flooring industry, there's a, a certification that was actually created by the carpet and rug manufacturers themselves to self-certify their own products. And you have to be careful with that because obviously at the end of the day, it comes down to profit margins and, uh, and, and money to them. That's it. Uh, and they want to look good, of course, so they're going to give themselves good scores. So I'm looking for third-party independent testing agencies, and there are plenty out there specifically in the organic market. That's great. Um, to, is there a resource for people to to cross reference the the organization? Yeah, there, there are. Um, there's what's called the Environmental Working Group, and so you can go to their website and they'll actually list um, these types of certifications, and then um, 
they actually have their own independent like uh, testing and safety levels for these materials. What would be your number one tip for people to be able to, after they listen to this interview, what can they do next? You know, it doesn't matter if they're in a rental, if they're building, if they're in a home that they have no plans to do anything to, what is the one thing that they can do immediately to make their home safer? So the one thing they can do immediately is utilize uh, healthier cleaning materials in the house. We, we didn't really talk about this, but there are so many chemicals found in laundry detergents and dishwashing detergents and our own personal care items. If we can start to use safer, more natural materials, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but just, again, making that incremental change changes the exposure level for us, improves this. The other thing I would say is, no matter what aspect of, of construction you might be in, is don't believe the hype that you hear from manufacturers because they're trying to sell you something. The other thing is, is that anything that's ever labeled as eco-friendly, environmentally friendly, I always question because ultimately they're trying to hide something. And, and one of the best examples I can give you there is, I know it's a big push nationwide to eliminate natural gas in our homes because of the potential dangers of natural gas and replace with electricity. Now, we can have a whole show based upon that, of course, but when when they tell you that a like an induction stove, which is a stove that uses magnets to heat a pan, is as good as a gas stove for cooking, okay, they might be right from a standpoint of performance, but what are you giving up? In the case of people who have extreme uh, electromagnetic sensitivities, an induction stove is far more dangerous than a gas stove. So all we ask is give us a choice. You know, don't take something away and essentially throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you get rid of all the gas stoves around the country and we're forced to use electric, now we're actually going to be causing more EMF issues in people's homes. I would rather, again, just, just give us a choice of what's going to be safer for us and what makes sense for us. Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. We could go down a whole rabbit hole with that conversation. I've got a lot to say about that um, topic in particular. But, um, you know, you said that you've been in this industry for quite some time. What is one of the most miraculous stories, healing stories that you've seen with someone making changes inside their home? So I had a client many years ago uh, that when she called me originally, she said she lived in one room of her house that was mm -hmm. completely covered in metal because the chemical off-gassing from everything in the home was causing her so much of a health issue. Uh, she has what's called chronic inflammatory response uh, and another issue called mast cell activation syndrome, which is essentially... Uh, the, to break it down, it's she reacts to everything. She's a universal reactor. She lived in this room for two years and her, her and her husband bought a home and she uh, utilized our materials and our services and they remodeled this home to be a healthy haven for her. And this is back in the late nineties and they're living there today without the problems, without the issues, because we were able to transform that house into a healthy sanctuary so that she became strong enough so that when she went out during the day and got inundated with those chemicals and those exposures, she could come home to that safe haven and heal. 
and and it's made just the world of difference. And I can't tell you how many people now across uh, the country and over the last 30 years have had a very similar story about how they've been able to heal from the everyday exposures just by making their home or even just their bedroom a safer space. Uh, that, uh, your home should be a safe space. It should be a sanctuary. And uh, we thank you for giving us tips today on how to take steps toward doing that in our own homes. Andy, people can find you at thegreendesigncenter.com. Any other resources or things that you're working on that you would like to point people to? Well, thank you. Uh, from that website, you can find my own podcast called Non-Toxic Environments. I do that weekly. And uh, I do a lot of speaking events around the country. And uh, I'm sure uh, at the website, you can probably link to all of those, uh, those past uh, conference uh, 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 seminars and so forth. But uh, honestly, it's just the more you learn about it, the more you want to learn about it. And it's it, you just have to make sure you're not driving yourself crazy trying to do everything perfectly because that's not possible. Just incremental steps. Well, thank you so much for that encouragement and all of the, the wisdom that you imparted on us today. We will definitely have to get you back on the show at another time, Andy. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. We the Patriots USA does not endorse or recommend any product or service advertised on this program. We the Patriots USA is not a healthcare provider and cannot provide medical advice or treatment.